Well, it's 8.30. Uh, Matt, do you want to get us going? We want to respect the time of the people that are in the room and who may come. So I'll yield the mic to you, Matt. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this is great because of the new year and there's so many things that uh, um, happen with the new year and we want to continue the conversation and so uh, as we're starting you know feel free to uh, be sharing the room with others on your clubhouse um, and so we're going to continue stepping into uh, building relational bridges through Jesus by engaging relevant subjects this is the truth of new wine and for those of you that are on here you all know this because you participated with New Wine in a multitude of ways. And so today we're talking about Epiphany. Uh, Christmas lasts for 40 days, I mean, in the liturgical world. So we're talking um, uh, liturgy. And so this is uh, uh, from the church calendar, okay? And so um, let's see, Epiphany runs from the 25th through the 6th, through January 6th. And it really is the it, it means the manifestation the presentation of god to the world and so that's where do we find ourselves this week a couple days before um really the the calendar for the church on january 6th marks the calendar day where we recognize epiphany um, and it's the the last of the 12 days the christmas running from the 25th through the 6th and it en enters into this time of where is the manifestation of God in our lives? And so that's where we're kind of headed today, discussing uh, the truth of the biblical manifestation or the presentation of God to us. Last week or a couple of weeks ago, and, and with Christmas, we've been talking about this idea, the truth of uh, the inn of our heart. Is the inn of our heart open for guests, or have we already closed off to the year before us? All that uh, God possibly has in store. And so... Before we begin, we'd just like to open in prayer. And so, Gloria, uh, I'd like to yield to Mike and ask if uh, you could just open us up in prayer. Thank you, Matt. Heavenly Father, we come together and we're so grateful to be in this space today, Lord, to just lift you up, Lord God, and to be in your presence as we share, Lord, your manifestation. God, we thank you so much for each and every one that is in the room presently and those to come. Lord, may the conversation and the relational um, sharing, Lord, just bring us closer to you, Father God. We thank you for each and every um, person, Lord. Um, and Lord, we just thank you and praise you, God, that in the midst of all the trials that are taking place in the world, Lord, we know that there is hope in you and we have faith and we trust. And we give you a praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gloria. And I know that um, we've been doing this room for a little bit, but it's just good to be reminded of the clubhouse rules and some guidelines. And so I'm just going to ask Cookie for that reminder of the guidelines and what the room for her to set up this uh, the room for the procedures and stuff. So Cookie, uh, yield the mic to you. Thank you, Matt. Um, I'm sharing the mic today with Robert and on the screen, it just says Robert, but if you pressed a little further, it would say Robert and Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so as we um, join in our conversation today, everybody here is familiar with the, with the um, guidelines for our new wine clubhouse room. We do want everybody to be able to actively engage in the conversation. And so we will do so um, by calling on everybody or doing a popcorn type style. And our, our rule is really the same as that of our Lord Jesus. And that is that we would love one another. Um, there is no one here that is outside the United States. And so I think that we can end our guidelines at that point. And I will yield back to you, Matt. Awesome. Well, so for, as I was saying before, and for those that might already know this, this could be um, just uh, reinforcement of the knowledge that you already have. But epiphany does mean manifestation, and it refers to the the presentation of Jesus to the Gentiles and to the form of uh, the Magi, the the 
of the wise men as recorded in Matthew chapter 2. And so often neglected today, uh, it's this time is known as the Epiphany Tide, and it marks the occasion of God's Son revealing himself. Uh, and so again, this is this divine revelation. The time declares the profound mystery of the Incarnation. Uh, that's the time where God chose to become human. Uh, this crazy truth of the Christian faith where God from above decides to live as uh, his creation, as their creation, Father, Son, and Spirit created, in, as we read in Genesis 1. Um, and the manifestation, the epiphany, is that uh, some years later after creation, because of the situation that the humans have found ourselves in, that God chooses to walk amongst us to come so as to reveal who he is, the person of Jesus, to reveal to the world. Uh, and this re revelation is a revelation of love. And consistently, Jesus is coming to the people, us, and saying, come and see. He's inviting us into this relationship. Uh, real faith is not simply based on head knowledge or even heart knowledge, right? Uh, it's fully relational. It asks us to step into life with one another. Jesus' insistence on this faith is active. It's based on one's love for God, so as to then expose how we are called to love the person who's in front of us, or as Jesus calls the person in front of us, our neighbor. And so after listening to all this, and we've had some brilliant discussions before this, um, and we've talked about this in, in this room in the sense of, well, what does this mean for us today? And that's kind of uh, the discussion for today is, okay, so this is great that this God, God of all creation, this God who in the Christian Bible is called to be love, is called to be just, is called to be kind and patient and long-suffering, this God reveals himself to us in this form. And so what does that then mean for us today in the 20, you know, 2022? A new year, how is the year going to present itself? And we can sit back and allow for the year to then act upon us, or we can actually go into the new year intentionally and asking the Lord to guide us and lead us so that we can become his epiphany. We can be his manifestation of what we celebrate at Christmas. Hope, love, joy, peace. And uh, so as we're, we've been talking about this and, and even reflecting upon some of the weeks, I'm curious to know um, what thoughts of this come to mind. And so I'd like to just uh, ask Kayla in the listening through this, talking about Epiphany, what are some of the things, you know, and especially to where you've had some, have some life, you know, changes and some wonderful additions. What is it uh, when you hear about this, the, the epiphany, and also thinking back, think back to our um, room where we've been talking about, well, what does the coming of Christ mean? Uh, in the Bible, it talks about a sweet fragrance, but it also talks about a fragrance of death. And so this is the craziness of come and see this Christ who has come upon us. And so what thoughts do come to your mind uh, in where you're at, uh, Kayla? So I yield the mic to Kayla. Yeah, um, this this Christmas season um, has been really, really cool for me uh, this year and then going into this new year um, because I've I'm growing this child inside of me. And so I have a whole different perspective um, kind of just on where Mary and Joseph were at and and how that would have looked to, you know, be standing there in front of the angel and say, like, okay, Lord, like, I'm your servant, uh, do with me what you will. And while knowing that what you're saying yes to is going to change every single aspect of your life, you're, what, 14? And, and you're already engaged to this other man, and you're saying, okay, I'm acknowledging that this is greater than I am. This is greater than we are. And so I'm just going to put my faith, um, my life, <laughs> my trust in your hands. Um, and I'm going to say yes and lean into to God's will and 
you know, see this out. And that's, it's just been so cool to sit with um, and just acknowledge the absolute faithfulness of Mary and Joseph in, in that moment and saying yes to Jesus. Um, and the, the journey that pregnancy is, is such like a cool, it's, it's challenging. Uh, it's frustrating because your body's no longer your own, but it's such a miraculous, um, wondrous thing too. You, you are experiencing this new life and such intimate detail. Um, and I just think that it's, it's been such a cool perspective, uh, shift in perspective on life and, and on the just crazy, insane love of our God and the absolute, like the love that he has shown when he decided to come down and die. Uh, he came as a baby in the most vulnerable state knowing that he was growing up to die for our sake. And I'm, I'm like 16 weeks pregnant and my baby can hear uh, me talking and is moving inside of me. And the, the absolute detail that God crafts us with is absolutely rooted in love. Um, and so those things have been on my heart this season. Um, and just, just the absolute awe and wonder of our savior and, uh, his detail in, in his plan and purpose for our lives and his intention in our creation and who we are and who he wants us to be and what he has in store for us. Um, so I've just been trying to live with the same same faithfulness and trust that Mary had and Joseph had when they said, yes, we're going to do this. Um, your will be done. And uh, I think that is kind of what the epiphany is too. The wise men said, okay, we're going to track this star. Um, and it led them to their king. And that amount of faith and trust that you have to have to travel cross country following a star um, to have this revelation of this God that that steps down um, to walk amongst his creation is just, it's awe-inspiring. And I yield. Yeah, Kayla, that's, uh, you bring up some... Uh points for sure for anyone who's experienced um, uh, childbirth or even seen it or heard stories it's amazing to think that God this God who knows the human because each one of us knows the human we know ourselves and so think about the trust that you must have to give a teenager the responsibility to take care of a baby in the midst of what many would say would seemingly be like a civil war with a king um, searching out to to kill, you know, any baby. And you, this God of all creation, saw that it was okay and trusted us enough. I mean, it's amazing to think of the trust that God also automatically, just right straight away puts into his creation, even knowing who we are, you know, and... And so you bring up some profound points, Kayla, and I'm wondering if it struck a chord to anyone else. Uh, I'd like to kind of just open it up, and, and you could click your mic. People have been in the room before. Uh, over the Christmas season, did something, you know, because we talk about the manifestation of the Spirit. We talk about the manifestation of God in our lives. I'm curious to know if this year, was there a way that God manifested himself through the, the Christmas season that was uh, different, that was uh, wonderful and awe-inspiring or even maybe alarming and shocking to where it caused you to pause because that's what hopefully Christ does to us every day. The Spirit hopefully illumines how God wants to use us to stay. And so I'd like to just uh, uh, allow for time to, how did this uh, Christmas, the manifestation of God this year, was it uh, for you? Like, was it as surprising? Like Kayla said, she has a life-changing event uh, so that brought a difference but what about this year as we reflect or, or as we've been reflecting 
on God's presence um, might have been something where unexpected. And I yield the mic. Hey, Matt, I like to speak on that. Um, some of you know, you know, the things that I've been going through this year. And so Christmas Day, I got to be with my son and his wife and her, her family. And anyway, we were close to Frisco, Texas. So I was able to go listen to Chuck Swindoll speak the day after Christmas. And he talked about our journey. You know, so many people are going through 2021 and they, you know, had hard times and miserable and myself included. I kept thinking, I just can't wait to get through 21 and get it behind me and on to 22. But he talked about the journey that we go through and to not forget the journey that we went through because even though God took us through it, not around it, but right through the middle of it, he provided on the other side and he took care of us. And and he is continually taking care of me. So Christmas Day was really hard for me just because of my situation. And it is definitely not how I wanted it to be, but it is how it was supposed to be. So my journey has been good and bad through 2021, but ultimately it's a learning experience. And everything that I've been through, God has brought me through time and time and time again. And I've seen it throughout my whole life and I'm 51. And so my faith is there. I'm, I'm strong in my faith. And without that, I couldn't survive the things that I've survived. So I, you know, in 2022, I'm not going to forget the journey I went through. I am praying for an, a little bit easier journey in 2022, but I won't forget what I went through in 21 because it's just proof of all that he does for us and all he stands for and how not only are we faithful to him, but how faithful he is to us. And so with that, I yield the mic. That was my epiphany. Well, thank you, Tracy. I, we, it is a, the journey. The journey is something that uh, each one of us is on. And there's points of it, as you were saying, uh, Tracy, where there's just difficulties and we want to put it behind us. And yet, uh, uh, like Chuck was saying, and, and even the Bible says is that uh, we go through yesterday to get to today and so we can't forget it you know it's a part of us and so recollection and memory we talked about this a little bit last week of, of where we have memory and anticipation and this is where the Christian finds himself on a daily basis and so appreciate uh, the sharing Tracy and um, like to ask anyone else if there's also uh, things that have happened or since Christmas that where it was a, a revelation as to the Lord uh, using this time to maybe bring something to mind that you just that's been there but you might not have ever seen or noticed. You know, um, it, it it was an interesting Christmas season for us, and a couple of things came to mind um, to me as as uh, you were speaking. First of all. Um, Matt, when you started and said, Jesus calls the one in front of us, our neighbor. And that gave me an epiphany. I don't always do that. And, you know, because the little judgment side of me will judge people and, and I don't see them as my neighbor. And therefore, my actions will reflect that. So that really struck me that I need to be better at looking at people as my neighbor. And, you know, it's um, I, I question whether the church celebrates epiphany in today's world. You know, it's, um, I was not aware it was the 12 days, you know, and, and I grew up Episcopalian and I know we had epiphany in the church during those days. And, and yet today we go to non-denominational churches that tiptoe around the things sometimes. So that was just a thought to me because I think we need an epiphany in the world. I mean, it, it, it's, its definition besides the manif manifestation is a sudden and intuitive perception of or insight into the reality or essential meaning of something, usually initiated by some simple or commonplace experience. And, and I thought about that. My, I, have an, I have epiphanies every day. And and, you know, as um, Tracy sp spoke about, you know, it's not about the, you know, Chuck Swindoll is somebody that I have read and I, I respect and, and it's about the journey and it's not so much how faithful he is to us, how, but how faithful are we to him? And, 
And, you know, those things really struck me. I know Christmas this year for, for me was very different. Um, and yet we, we celebrated each moment with joy because we were able to get together with most of our family um, for a, a celebration. And we're still waiting on the other part of the family. So the tree is still up. And so we have all that to look at. But I, I think it, it's interesting as I, as I listen because I had some awful times in 2021 and I had some glorious times. And just a real quick story on January 1st, my husband and I were walking around and we went to a Starbucks and I left my, and it was in a mall and I left my coat, it took my coat off. And then when we got up to leave, we went up the escalator because we were walking out and, and it was like, oh my goodness, I don't have my purse. And it was hanging on a chair where it could have been stolen very easily. So we started to go down the escalator and all of a sudden this girl is behind my husband going, it's okay. It's, I gave it to them at Starbucks. I saw it on your chair. And we went down the escalator and my husband was ahead of me, but she walked beside me and I just said, I was just so fearful. She goes, I know it's okay. And then we walk up to Starbucks and they hand me the purse. She's nowhere around. And I looked at my husband and I said, that was Jesus. And I had all these evil things in my head because I thought everybody around was going to just steal something. And nobody did, and I was protected. So I think we do have to reflect back on those moments because that said to me, this is my year, and that's what I want to be to somebody. So it's it's a great topic because it really makes you think, and um, I have been very blessed, and I, I know that I've had those dark moments and dark times, but he always pulls me out, and I have an epiphany every time about how glorious and wonderful the Lord is. And I yield the mic. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it is crazy how if we're not able to, or if we're not to see or experience or recognize the Lord's movement in our lives, then we miss those. And one could have easily have gone down the escalator and discarded the the young girl and not seen the presence or felt the presence of Christ. You know, and Christ works through so many different ways in our lives and we've talked about this and I'm just curious as the Christmas uh, season has progressed and and in leading a church this year you know Cliff what were some of the things that you were able to see and and how God uh, manifested himself uh, through the things that you were doing just in the church and being a church leader Christmas brings so many different things and so this year and and, and the like for the way in which uh, you saw the manifestation of Christ or the Spirit in and through the church, Cliff, uh, with the work that you've been doing? You know, uh, thank you for um, that, for er everyone who shared, Tracy and Elizabeth. Um, but, you know, I was I was thinking uh, as Kayla was speaking about her pregnancy, um, just by the fact of you sharing and the epiphany that you've had just with your pregnancy really made me go back and begin to think about life and life in general um, and what life means, how it, how life starts and that we have uh, Jesus Christ who came as, uh, as a human, as a human being, he came to suffer. He came to die for us, um, and and as a little baby, he knew what his mission was from the very beginning. And <clears throat> I often think about that, um, that Christ, you came into this world, and your purpose was to die for us. That just, I mean, it just, Every time I think about it, it just totally amazes me um, how that could happen. Um, and that's one thing that just really strikes um, very deeply in my heart, um, how and why he would do that. But it just 
um, reveals the deep love that he has for us. And when I think about Christmas, um, the giving of the gifts, exchanging of gifts, sharing uh, with family and friends, sometimes I sit back and I just have to wonder, are, you know, we're, we're doing all of the celebrations, but are we really going into that deep place and thinking about and, and, and just letting it hit us, um, the real importance of what we're doing. And, and I think sometimes we so trivialize, um, the Lord's birth that we totally miss the essence of what all of that means. And, and, and that's one thing that as I thought about Christmas, I thought about the different families getting together, the meals, the gifts, all of the festivities. Um, it just really uh, struck me the depth that is be beyond all of that. And my thing is, I just want people to be able to recognize um, that. And, and, and that is something that really resonated with me, um, especially this year as I thought about it, as I contemplated Christmas, um, and then going forward into this year. Um, one of the things that also really struck me is, um, you mentioned, uh, Matt, about relational, that this is a relational thing. And really it is. And to have a person really experience that relationship, I, I was thinking about Peter um, and the day that Christ, after he had ministered to them and fed the 5,000 people, he put them on the boat. Uh, this was right after John the Baptist had been beheaded. Uh, he, went, he went away to just to pray and the multitude showed up. But then after that, he put his disciples on a boat and told them to go to the other side. And then he went away to pray. And then he came walking on the water and the disciples were in the boat. They were fearful. But Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. And Jesus just said, come. And Peter got out of the boat. And I think that that was an experience that he had never had. It was a new experience. Um, the other disciples were in the boat. They did not have that experience. But they did recognize afterward, they said, truly, this is the Son of God. But by Peter stepping out of the boat, he experienced something that the others did not experience or could not experience. And it's those moments that I really want people to experience Christ in a, in a deeper way, a more relational way, something that just awakens something within them to realize who this man that we call Jesus really is. And, uh, you know, that was kind of my epiphany uh, for Christmas. And uh, I'm, I'm still just kind of resonating with that. Um, but anyway, with that, I, I yield the mic. Uh, thank you, Cliff. That's, <clears throat> it is profound to think about uh, the, the path and <laughs> Jesus becoming human, you know, and becoming human for what, you know, mm. and uh, I think in the church sometimes we forget the for what, you know, and the, the depth, the magnitude of what we're celebrating, you know, and what is put before us. And, and the Magi, they, they present this child king, they present this child creator, if you think about this, this baby that they're staring at uh, represents the creator, their own creator, as well as the one who is going to establish the foundation of what it means to be uh, his follower in this truth of love. And so it is a profound um, reflection. I mean, how can we not? And, you know, we've talked about this in, in how it... Uh, it, it manifests itself in the, the multitude of ways in our in our own lives, you know, and and uh, 
when you talk about love the Lord your God, love your neighbors yourself, and, and the reason I think pressing into this of the manifestation of in heaven there are no enemies, right? Because it's love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. And so the whole point there that Jesus doesn't even deal with enemies there is because love transforms enemy into neighbor if we're willing to be manifested in the way in which Christ is to us. And that means, you know, if as, as we're willing to be used by Christ in this journey, then those who are in front of us, they might begin as enemy, but that's the perspective of the world because there's no one who, when Christ looks out from the cross, he doesn't identify as neighbors or enemies. He identifies as in front of him all who are in need of the redemption bleeding out from the cross. And it's from the first that first uh, cry that Kayla was talking about early on from the baby Jesus, that first cry that she hears from her own child, right? From that very first cry, Jesus was crying out for the sake of the world. And it's just amazing. And so I'm wondering though, in the work that you've done, because you've done with not just re religion and faith, but also with politics and the movement of people and it's very relational, the manifestation of God or in life, Gloria, how does that play out um, within the realm of our relationships, the multitude of relationships, you know, whether it's a faith relationship, someone who is a follower of Christ or someone who is not, you've had um, wonderful, you know, interactions at multitude of levels. And so when you talk about epiphany or God presenting himself, what is it, uh, how do you approach this? Well, thank you, Matt. Um, let me just go back to Christmas Day. Um, I was supposed to spend Christmas Day with my brother-in-law and sister. Um, my sister's stepson invited them up and they just had a baby. And so they went up. So um, the plans changed and I ended up being um, alone on Christmas Day. And, you know, it was such a profound day for me because it allowed me, as um, Cliff said, to really think about um, Christmas and what Christmas meant. And um, throughout the day, I prayed. I just felt so um, filled. I had an opportunity to just be intentional in my contemplation. And it moved me in so many ways. And um, as we came to this discussion today, Epiphany, God is with us and entering into 2022 through the lens of hope. That's what I focused on, um, really just putting myself in that space and, and thinking about Epiphany and the fact that it is an experience of a sudden and striking realization and that, you know, it is the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles is represented by the Magi. And I started thinking about the star um, that led um, the Magi to Christ. And, you know, it's an object that was clearly shown. And, um, you know, that's what a star is. And the angels, um, the Magi followed that clear object to our Lord Jesus Christ. So for me, um, I really thought about 2022 and the in the lenses of hope, you know, to be a time of healing in all aspects of our world. Um, there was a chart that I forwarded to Cliff this morning where it showed many of the major nations and countries in the world and what did they identify after they have done surveys throughout those countries of the five or six top things that, that people were concerned about. I mean, that, you know, that was important to them. And um, none of them had God. And uh, the United States had faith as its last, its fifth, fifth um, thing. And so again, it struck me that we're in a time where we need to be thinking about and praying about and being intentional about um, lifting up our world. And I was um, brought to John 4.35 where it says, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. And when we share, we heal. Um, we are ripe for harvest. Um, we're ready. There's so much um, that we have. There's opportunity. Uh, we just need to 
to um, keep our minds on that. And so for me, my heart is open for this coming year of hope in, and um, as it ripens the harvest. The other thing was John 1, 5, where it says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Um, for me in 2021, my eyes will be open and not closed. Um, I think that that is something that we need to think about and, and be intentional about. I also refer to 1 Corinthians 13, 12. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And I think if we believe in hope, whether it's any of us, Tracy, looking into 2021 as a year, not, re not forgetting the journey that she's been in, but looking forward to uh, 2022 offering hope. I think that whether um, it's any of us that have spoken to this, the life that Kayla is, um, is cherishing and nurturing in her body. Um, you know, all of that is reflective of our hope. And so hope for me is positive change in the world. It's for people to people, community to community, governance and government to other governance and government. Um, again, I go back to John 435. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for the harvest. So in 2022, for me, it's spending time communing with God for clarity and intentional contemplation to bring words and actions for a ripe harvest. I yield the mic. I yield the mic to Bob or Cookie. Or Lisa, maybe. Thank you, Gloria. Um, I'll, I'll just throw in um, a couple of thoughts on this. This is Cookie. I hope, obviously. <laughs> it is. Okay, good. Um, I really appreciate the epiphany season. I appreciate the liturgical calendar. For me, it has been something that um, keeps me close to uh, the movement of God from, from the moment that, that Jesus was announced um, to Mary and, and ongoing through um, his, his, his crucifixion, his resurrection, and then his ascension. And I, I always appreciate the, the ordinary time, it's called, where in my mind, we have an opportunity to live into what we've been talking about and, and um, seeking to really internalize. I think of the epiphany. The epiphany, in my mind, is... Um, is the mystery you know we've talked about the star we've talked about um a baby growing and being born we've talked about um the magi um and to me i remember the mystery of the day that i met christ or that christ met me i remember um the mystery of the reality it was it was a true manifestation of Jesus in in me uh, of this relationship um, we too were alone on Christmas Day and like you said Gloria it is an opportunity for purposeful and intentional contemplation as we enter into 2022 and and I thought to myself the the revelation the epiphany that I had of the cross and the the picture that I have had um, where my place was in fact on the cross and Jesus comes and says, no, I will die for her. I will die that she might have life. And to me, that was, um, it was such, it was, it was, it, it was beyond a profound reality of the cross um it was it was that i was so undeserving that christ would die for me um it was so profound that to recognize that he no one took his life like he said i willingly lay myself down 
for all who would believe, for all of us, you know, and, and I, I'm so thankful that he is, he is a profound God of love and surprise. Um, 2021 was, um, I think there was a lot of surprises. I don't, I don't think for a moment that God was not in so many of the surprises, but I, I often look back and recognize that he does not necessarily answer our prayers or enter into the surprise in exactly the way we had in mind. Um, I was struck on Christmas day as I thought about moving into 2022 and recognizing that there are so many unknowns as I personally move into 2022 and my role in, um, God's kingdom. And like you said, Gloria, the, the harvest is ripe. The field is ripe for the harvest. As we've been in California over these last few weeks and will be for the next couple to three months anyway, um, I believe that I am walking in a place where my heart is, is more open than at any other time in my life. Um, I think that I am, I am ready for the surprises, I was thinking about our prayer time this morning, and I was thinking about the the pastor who ended it by saying, "Push, you know, push, push, push." And I could feel the spirit of of God propelling me into 2022, and how He wants to use me. Um, I am I am thankful for uh, as we have been here for this short period of time. There was a a man that lives across the street. We had no idea what his faith journey might look like, but behold, he showed up at our doorstep. Um, I think it was uh, New Year's Eve. And, you know, we invited him in and it only took about, oh, 30 seconds before we truly realized that this was a divine appointment. Um, and he stayed for about an hour and our faith conversation was so profound. Not only do I think we were an encouragement for him, a place of safety for him, but we were so encouraged that he would just come to our door, you know, we who are around so very infrequently um, to spend time at this house, that God drew us to this place. I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful that we recognize God's presence in ways that we don't necessarily expect. I am surprised in this community about the level of the dog park community. Um, we are there pretty much every day, and relationships are, are refreshed. Relationships are new, and I marvel when I, when I realize that God uses these dogs to bring us together, these people together for us to be in a unique place. And so for me, I'm thankful that my eyes are open. I, I look for, um, for being an example of, of the light in Christ in me, that it will shine brightly, that it does not sit on a shelf, um, but that it would be free and open um, to be shared in miraculous ways, really, in the mystery of who God is. And with that, I yield the mic. Trudy, Lisa, would you like to share? And Robert, um, we need to hear from you as well. Hi, this is Trudy saying, and um, it was an interesting journey that I had to really kind of ponder through Christmas because like last year was the first year that my sister who is almost like a second mom she was much older than me had passed and so we weren't able to gather as a family but because we were so shut down it it didn't really hit you as much because everybody was shut down but this year when we were looking at you know some of us gathering you know in in our immediate families, I realized that my, my side of the family was either 
not able to come because they're further away. But with my sister gone, there was not that focal point. And then James, my husband's family, went out of town. So we didn't have them. And it was just kind of odd and um, very different, you know, because we were framing out, yeah, we had permission in our heads to get together, but there was no one to get together with. And then our immediate family, our kids were able to gather. And um, my one daughter is uh, involved in worship um, and she was leading the Christmas Eve service and for worship. And it just propelled me to say, you know, it's so easy to, you know, as much as family is so important and so valued, it was also propelled me to really have my focus towards, you know, Jesus' birth and just that focus of Jesus in our lives at Christmas time. And so Christmas Eve was very precious. And then surprisingly, um, my older daughter, who is not as um, engaged in our church community and her husband and kid and her mother-in-law were just really kind of floundering as to what to do for Christmas. So we said, okay, why don't you guys come for Christmas day and the one the mother-in-law is going through a separation and there's a lot of angst and there's just a not a lot of positive or familiar connection with church and um and so we just said hey just come to our house we'll do finger food wear your pajamas it's no fancy deal just come and relax and it we really felt God saying we needed to provide a safe environment that was non-threatening for people to come and just maybe have hope and healing. And so that's how our Christmas was. It was so unexpected and so different than what we expected it to look like. And yet I feel that God was able to use us in a different way, kind of thinking outside of ourselves, outside of what we would think of as normal, as a celebration to something different. And with, uh, we're very thankful for that. With that, I yield the mic. Welcome to the stage, Hong. It's good to see you here today. Um, what would you like to share? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, yes. Oh, thank you. Um, not much to share. That's anything special, uh, really. Um, yeah, Christmas and New Year this year. So um, I've been with family. Um, family, uh, my other than my wife and son, also my uh, my in-laws and uh, people were coming to visit. Um, so we had a good time together. Um, uh, nothing else shaking really. Um, and so the thing is, it's good to reconnect. I think, uh, I've been seeing a lot this past year of people getting, um, how would I say, getting stressed, right? With, um, the, the pandemic and all the, the conditions around the pandemic, uh, more and more stressed, whether they recognize it or not. And the stress turns into, you know, uglier things about, you know, uh, shorter tempers, um, you know, more being more judgmental and all these things. I mean, I noticed that in myself, but uh, since I'm on the lookout for it, I could catch myself, but I can catch um, a lot of other people who couldn't, who were not looking out for it and they just give into it. And I think that's, um, what worries me is that's more of uh, the normal, quote unquote, of where we are now. And um, is there any solution? I don't know. I'm hard pressed to say. And um, other than folks speak up and trying to help each other. Um, yeah. So so Christmas and New Year, I think that's a, a good uh, good uh, time for, for me of respite uh, meeting uh, family members who are not in that mode, <laughs> at least for a while, um, which is, uh, well, which is a blessing.
in itself. So, uh, yeah, with that, I, I yield the mic. Thank you. And thanks for all the sharing uh, earlier on. I was driving, so I couldn't join. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Good to find you here. And Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much, Hong, for being here and Happy New Year. And we're so glad that you could be with us. Um, Lisa had to hop off for another meeting. So, um, Robert, uh, could you share and, and perhaps um, summarize and lead us out? Thank you, Gloria. Um, well, first of all, I think the, the, uh, the sharing tonight today has been really beautiful and, um, and inspiring. I, a couple of things just really hit me. Um, Kayla, you talked about, uh, pregnancy as a journey and that, um, that your body is no longer your own. Uh, you talked about shift of perspective and, and Tracy, I loved what you said about, um, uh, difficult times are opportunities for learning, uh, from the experiences and, uh, Cliff, <laughs> I like, I like the, the way that you, um, talked about Peter and the boat and, um, uh, walking on water and he had to, um, he had to get out of the boat. That was, that was really cool. Um, and it just goes on and on and on. Um, and, um, yeah, what about, you know, neighbors and, and, uh, uh, cookie share our experience with our neighbor and that, that is really special. So I like, I like new years. Uh, I like the whole idea of um, kind of the switch from one year to the next. I don't know why, but, but I like that. And so, um, and I, and I do, um, it, it did bring my thoughts to my love uh, of boats. I, I really like, I like boats um, and I can go on forever about that, but I really want to share what, what the Lord brought to mind about hope and new year. And, um, so, um, to me, when getting on board a boat, everything changes when you step from the land to the boat. Uh, and if you, when you've done that, it become, it be the boat becomes alive. It just takes on life. Um, and um, it's like journey. It's like um, your uh, parts of your life uh, when you when you think about it. Um, and so um, it becomes alive. And um, but it doesn't really make much sense if you just sit there, <laughs> you know, and noticing that the boat is has a life of its own kind of. Uh, but it has to have a destination, and and really that's where hope comes in, in my opinion. Um, sometimes uh, you even you even go to a place where you can't see beyond the horizon. And I, I was once told that uh, you can only see um, for about five miles uh, when you're standing on a boat, a small boat, and your eyesight, you can only see it for about five miles. And so, um, so, so life is like that. It's like a boat and, um, you can only see so far, you can't see beyond that. And that's where, in my opinion, Jesus comes in and all about Christmas time is about, as we've shared is about, uh, the start of the life on earth um, that we can uh, identify with uh, of Jesus. And so on the boat, um, wherever your, whatever your life or journey process uh, involves and whatever the destination is, you've got to have uh, a navigator because you can, you can row 
<laughs> you can set your sails and all of that sort of stuff, your start your motor. But unless you navigate, uh, who knows where you're going to go? So, so the hope is in Jesus because um, he knows the way. He's been there before. Um, he um, he has a, a knowledge of direction and and um, and process. And uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go in the boat without him. Uh, and uh, as we say often, we're all in this boat together. And uh, that's true. And as long as we uh, understand that hope is more than just a wish, it is a active uh, engagement and clubhouse and the sharing of our hearts is uh, reinforcement that that is um, so powerful in our journeys. And so those are a couple of my thoughts and I, I can, um, I, I want to share a couple more things. Um, and, um, and it starts with Hong, what you said about uh, uh, lots of stress and the stress can turn ugly and that's worrisome. And I, I, I believe that is valid. So as we close our clubhouse, I wanna pray for us, um, for, for our journeys and for our hope that overcomes those things that worry us. So Lord, I just wanna thank you I want to thank you um, and uh, time to pray together. But first, is there anything else anybody wants to share before I pray? Um, this is Hong. I, I, I thank you again. Uh, and yeah, I do want to share this that, you know, I uh, also, you know, in, in, in a small way, uh, but upon reflection, you know, I've heard also, you know, so what a new year, it's just, uh, a marker in time has no meaning. Uh, on the other hand, in, um, it is in our habit, and it's a good habit because it's a new year, and because of that marker in time, we pause and make you know commitments for the next year or, or, or things, even if we're not going to to make them once again. Um, it's actually also a good time. It's still a good exercise to try to be better. Um, I do that every morning and it's, it's a good um, occasion at the first of the year to commit to good things. Um, so it's not meaningless. Uh, even if we don't succeed in doing what we try to do, it's, um, it's still good to set the goal. So I'd like to share that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Hong. Um, I'm glad you shared that because um, it is a time to pause and to commit and a commit to um, to do better. And Gloria, you shared um, your your hope that uh, there would be a change, a positive change in the world. So um, much to be thankful for, much to hope for and um, look forward to new year lord we just uh, dedicate this ourselves to to you and to your hope not our own we we see how you have uh, carried us during this last year um, how you have um, given us epiphanies of truth and reality and hope uh, that has warmed our hearts and given us hope for the destinations and the journey ahead. We, we commit uh, ourselves as believers and followers of Jesus to do that in a healthy, beautiful, and productive way to, to encourage one another, to look at our neighbors, a little differently and to open our hearts 
and our doors to you and to the possibilities and the and the plans that you have for each one of us. So thank you for um, for being with us. You are the God that is with us. Thank you for being right here with us in our boat, in our hearts, and in our lives. And we give you the thanks and the honor and all praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless everyone. Okay, there being no further thoughts. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> Blessings Year. to everybody as you step out. Thank you. Blessings. And be a blessing. Amen. Talk to you all next Tuesday. Okay, we're going to close the room. All right. I'm going to leave quietly. Good. <laughs> <laughs>